Audioversity, the voice of Reichman University. Film Fanatics. From the silver screen to your earphones. With Alan Azulay and Gal Balaban. Welcome back to Film Fanatics, where we talk about the movies that have us obsessed, excited, and inspired. I'm Alan. And I'm Gal. This week is one of our most exciting episodes yet, because we're opening the doors to Hogwarts and recounting our favorite memories with the Wizarding World franchise. Yes, do you know how we have on our tag on every single platform, we talk about the Wizarding World? And we never did until now. We never did. That was a flat out lie. <laughs> But now it's not a lie anymore. Yeah, you can't okay. sue us anymore. Exactly. And also, we're going to be reviewing The Secrets of Dumbledore. We would like to apologize for you guys for this episode is a week late because I had COVID last week. So there you go. But he's back. Yeah, I'm back. Let's start with some movie news, though, first. What we got? Uh, the new Thor Love and Thunder came seemingly out of nowhere. Uh, nobody had the scoop on this. Nobody said, oh, it's coming out today or like next week or something. Everybody was just like, where the fuck's this trailer? Randomly popped out. Wonderful Taika Waititi-ness. And uh, incredible, an incredible, incredible song choice. I love the parts of like the Chris is interacting and uh, Tessa Thompson being bored at the UN meeting, like all these little Taika isms, I guess. He's a great guy. He has two movies coming out this year. It's going to be a great year for him. This had strong Ragnarok vibes, but it also didn't at the same time. Like it mean? seemed like if I feel like it's he's leveling, leveling it up even more, which I didn't know he could do with this franchise. I feel like this because this is. This feels a little bit more intimate in a way. Like it feels more like like Thor like dealing with shit and like figuring himself out. And I, I, I love that, like dealing with that on a like super god thing. I need to figure out exactly who I am. choose my own path live in the moment my superheroing days are over okay so uh as if uh the fast and furious saga was a lost cause academy award winner brie larson is now part of fast and furious 10 which is called fast x I hate this. And, and also, Daniela Melchior, who was amazing in The Suicide Squad, is joining it. Which, A, if you ask me, makes this more exciting. But if you ask Alan, it's two great actors wasting their lives. Exactly. That's, we had this conversation when this news, this news came out a week ago. Uh, I hate this. Uh, let it die. Let it freaking die, for the love of God. And stop dragging good actors through. Even, not even, like... Some exciting people like uh, John Cena and all that. Stop dragging these people here. He even he makes a lot more sense than these two actresses. 
But, but even still, John Cena, I think, has some stuff to offer. Like exactly, if you saw I that mean. Peacemaker show, he's really good. I finally saw it, by the way. Wait, you did? Yeah. What do you think? I thought it was fun, but like, oh, I loved it. But I mean, we're getting a Fast and Furious movie anyway. Might as well have Brie Larson in it. Might instead of not Brie Larson in it. Yeah, but like, I, I, this is me like correcting my past self. I said the same thing about John Cena. I said the same thing about um about charlie about charlie's oh, and like God. somehow charlie's they, was terrible in exactly that's what i mean these movies are terrible and they make their great actors involved terrible for some reason i know the reason it's bad writing but anyway <laughs> so this is something that i'm actually really excited about walker scobo uh from the adam project he played the kid in adam project i forgot his name uh adam Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay, leave, leave this in. It's just so stupid. Uh, he's cast as Percy Jackson for the Disney Plus series. What's the name of the character he's playing? Jackson Percy. <laughs> um, yeah, this is cool. I mean, I'll be honest. The Logan Lerman Percy Jackson movies get a lot of hate. I, like, grew up sort of watching them, so I... I, like, don't hate them as much as some people. Maybe they don't hold up. I haven't seen them in a while. It seems like they're doing something a little bit different. Like, instead of casting 20-year-olds as high schoolers, like, he's 13. So they're trying to do something a little more book accurate. This is actually one of my favorite book series of all time, Percy Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last one, when I was reading, the last one was about to come out. And uh, when it did come out, it didn't come out in Brazil. It was It was supposed to take, like, another oh, no. six months for, like, translation and all that. So this was like me at 13 or 14 or something like that. And I didn't have the best English yet, but I downloaded an illegal PDF in English (laughs) of the last book. And it took me like two days. I did nothing else in my life. I was in the computer (laughs) all day scrolling to finish this book. So these days I take months to finish a book. Exactly. Same. Uh, But... (laughs) But like that's what I mean. That's how much this series means to me. This is actually one of like, and I was such a fan of the movies when I was a kid, not a kid, I guess, a teenager. But still, um, yeah, I guess like, yeah, I was, I was like eight or nine when I saw the yeah, no ten, eleven. I think I was like fifteen or something or fourteen, and because uh, I only saw the second one in theaters. I saw the first one in theaters, I think, and I loved the first one when I was a kid. Same. And the second one, not so much, but still, like, I have a good place in my heart for them. Yeah, the like, is, I think they're watching right here because they're doing, they're going the Harry Potter route. You cast the kids the age they're supposed to be cast, and then you watch them grow up with the series, which I freaking love. This could be a cool, like, five season storyline that they're doing here, exactly. especially it being Disney Plus. I think it'll be fun. Do we want to get into the wizarding world of Harry Potter? Yes. HP, what's your favorite movie? Let's start there. Okay. So, I'll be honest. I was never a big Potterhead until like a couple years ago when they all first... Around the time like HBO Max launched and they had all eight. And I was like, okay, I'm watching through all of these. Like I'd watched them here and there. But after I watched like all eight of them in about two weeks, I was like, yes these are amazing um so here's the thing azkaban has a very special place in my heart and i've also seen it like in one of those in concert 
things. Nice. You know what I mean? Like, yep. uh, it's the only movie I've ever done that in. But it was a great experience. And then uh, people, like, clapped and cheered at the most ridiculous stuff. Like, when he turns the ant into a balloon, everyone was like, yeah. Or when she first came in, everyone's like, boo. Um, but Deathly Hollows Part 2, also, like, masterpiece, honestly. Um, I love it. That's a and that's an end game level. Uh, I, I do think it's an end game level finale. I don't know. What about you? Is your favorite Azkaban? Yeah, it's Azkaban. Okay. <laughs> My favorite is Azkaban, of course. Like uh, uh, like you, I have a similar thing with Potter. I've watched them maybe once or twice in the last like twenty years or something. Mm-hmm. All of them I did watch at least once in theaters. I think I've watched from the second on the third. On on theaters, like I I read the first book only with my sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't really get into it, but like we got into the movies a bit. But around the time that the fourth one came out, I was a bit in my head as like a rebellious teenager. I guess <laughs> I was like a bit over it. I was like, no, oh, this stuff's for kids. And um, and, yeah, I don't know. Here you are at twenty five. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so I barely even remembered most of it. I remember mostly about the first two movies because those I watched a lot as a kid. So I didn't do that when HBO Max came out. I did that a month ago. Nice. The whole the whole rewatch for the first time, and uh, it was amazing. It was so incredible. I'm so angry with myself that I didn't do it before. But at the same time, it's it was such a good two weeks. When I saw that third movie by Alfonso Cuaron, I was I was like I was cheering. I was watching by myself, and I was <laughs> I was like cheering. I was like, this is fucking amazing. Like, how does this happen? Like, this is great. Like, the cinematography was amazing. Like, the the story was great. I did not remember any of those twists, and all of them hit me like a bag of bricks. The whole thing with like the time turners in the third I movie. I loved it. I feel like that's just brilliant writing and like amazing sort of storytelling. That's what makes Azkaban very special, like up there for me. Exactly, and I didn't notice the whole movie when Ron was complaining about Hermione appearing. I never, never once in my mind it crossed like, wait, how is she doing this? And um, and it's amazing. Like I really want to see it again soon, so I can see it with like knowing these these twists. I think now things are a little bit different. I do think the Harry Potter movies have aged wonderfully. Even the first one, when it was like two thousand one, it was amazing production design, like pretty great CGI. But I feel like things are a little bit different now. Where like I don't think anyone wants like an eight part story where like almost nothing happens for the first couple. But yeah. back then, it they did it so well where it can like almost never be replicated because Harry Potter's just the up there golden standard for it. Yeah, I agree with you in that sense. Uh, a lot of these movies could be way shorter. Like there were there are ones here that are like almost three hours long and they don't have to. Ironically, <laughs> the shortest few are like my top three. Exactly that. That might have something to do with it. Uh, uh, I, I'm not a big fan of like overbloating movies if you don't need to. That being said, I did enjoy watching all of them, even though they were huge. And um, I just have to give a shout out to my second favorite. Harry, did you put your name in a goblet of fire? Really? Okay. Dumbledore said calmly. 
He, like I, I, when Kimbledore attacked Harry like that, I was like, "Yeah, give that boy a smack." <laughs> Even though he didn't do anything wrong, poor bastard. Harry, <laughs> you put your name in the goblet of fire. No, sir. You asked one of the oldest students to do it for you. No, sir. You're absolutely sure. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, Michael Gambon is really good as Dumbledore, and like he replaced Richard Harris after the first two. But I don't know. I think Michael Gambon, because he had more time, he was more the defining uh, yeah. Albus Dumbledore. Yeah, see, and... that, that was the thing. Like, in my head, because I only watched the first two a lot when I was a kid, for me, uh, Richard was, was Dumbledore. Richard Harris. Okay. But now that I've watched it, I'm like, oh, this dude is badass. Yeah, for sure. My sec, Well, not second. I guess, like, the other one on my top three, I don't know if it would be as high for you, is actually Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Oof. I don't know if... It's down. You didn't like it that much, or are you just less on your thing? Because all of them are good, right? Can we agree on that? It's my least favorite Harry Potter movie. Even worse than Chamber? Yeah. Chamber of Secrets is by far my least favorite. Still a good movie. It's my second least favorite, so okay. I agree with you on that. It's still a good movie, but besides like Kenneth Branagh's character, I don't remember a single thing about it. But I... Chamber is the only one I would never go back and rewatch. Yeah, like it's my second least favorite here, uh, but I don't know. I was so bored watching Order of Phoenix. I feel the opposite because I felt like it was a. It's one of the shortest ones. B. I felt like the story actually moved really quickly, and once you get um Dolores Umbridge in the mix, who by the way is such a good like villain, you hate her so much. Oh yeah. So once she's in the mix, I just felt like everything's really exciting, and then he starts Dumbledore's uh Dumbledore's army, and uh, he's teaching them how to do the Expelliarmus. Oh, do you have a favorite moment in the whole? Favorite moment in the whole franchise. Yeah. Um, and I love when Gary Oldman says, I did my waiting, 12 years of it, in Azkaban. I did my waiting, 12 years of it, in Azkaban. Yeah, that whole or, twist scene is like one of the best moments yeah, in the franchise. Peter Pettigrew, um, who's played by Timothy Spall, who was disguised as Ron's rat the whole time. Which, oh yeah, which is kind of disgusting if you think about it for more also, than five seconds. The first, the opening scene in Azkaban, do you remember where he's like, there's a bunch of severed heads and there's like the, the double-decker bus is shrinking because they have to yeah. get somewhere? That chase, that is honestly one of my favorite parts in this series. Okay. Or um, or the whole thing with the time turner where they have to free Buckbeak. I could watch that forever. Okay, so my favorite moment is also from that movie, of course. It's the... It's the werewolf, the werewolf fight. Like that, actually, the whole sequence, like that, start with like all those twists and like the quotable moments you were talking about, and then yeah. ends up in this huge werewolf versus wolf fight. Like it's it's so good. Do we want to get into favorite character? Yeah. Of the franchise, it's gonna be an interesting debate. I have two that I want to really shout out. First up, Hagrid. Okay, he's pretty great. Hagrid is like a lovable giant, no doubt about it. He's super warm. He loves his creatures. So, I mean, all the, the authorities are, like, always tearing him apart. But in the end, he's he's always doing the best thing. I love his dynamic with Buckbeak, the, the hippogriff. And even though he's sidelined pretty much in all the movies after the third one, um, he's still, like, pretty great. It makes sense because they're already pretty long. Yeah. But second character, Sirius Black, um, who's played so well by Gary Oldman. Uh like you said, the twist, because of the twist, he's actually a good guy and he becomes his father figure to Harry, 
Yeah, and he gets to do that for about a movie before he gets killed by Helena Bonham Carter. Bites the dust. He bites the dust. There's a part where he appears as a ghost in um, in Deathly Hollows Part Two, where I love, where he's like, he sees all the ghosts of his uh, his family, and they're all like, oh, uh, we'll all we'll always be with you or something, because he's walking on his way to get avada kedavra by dumbledore no not dumbledore avada kedavra by voldemort imagine if dumbledore no you know what i mean he was reborn to kill harry he's gonna get avada kedavra by voldemort and he's like uh what does dying feel like and gary oldman's like quicker than falling asleep they're like we'll always be with you you can always find us that's also a lovely moment so those are the two characters i want to shout out gary oldman sirius black and hagrid uh okay so my favorite character is Hermione Granger. Uh, she's definitely my favorite character. Like, she's always right, and it pisses me off that people won't listen to her all the time because she basically knows everything, which is amazing. Yeah, she, she uses the time turner to do what? To take extra classes. And you know what? As someone who has been going insane in college, I approve of that. I would I would probably have done the Where same thing. Where are you hiding the time turner, Emma Watson? And... Uh, so yeah, she's my favorite one, like for sure. Like also her character progression, like from being just like this nerdy kid that like don't even like socializes with anyone that much to like being like this amazing woman, like this freaking fantastic witch, like all of that. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Like great character arc. Uh, like her friendship with Harry and her relationship with Ron. I don't like Ron that much after rewatching these. I love Ron. Like I love him in a general sense, but like he is annoying in a couple of these movies. Uh, uh, I just love that like they hate each other, but they still get together by the end. Exactly. That's great. Like they're a good couple, like overall. Actually, he would actually challenge maybe Hermione for the first place. Okay. It's definitely Snape. Wow. Like, All right. Snape, cool. is, is, Snape is my... My snatty. Turn to page 394. Uh, Alan Rickman is a f- was, unfortunately, a fantastic actor. For sure. And it shows here. He is giving this role his all throughout eight years. That's not something easy to do. He is fantastic as the bad guy. That is the second time you've spoken out of turn, Miss Granger. Are you incapable of restraining yourself? Or do you take pride in being an insufferable know-it-all? He's got a point, you know. And only in the final 20 minutes of the whole franchise, when you realize how painful it was for him to be the bad guy, but he had to in order to be, like, the best guy. He was better than Dumbledore. He was better than anyone. Like, because he had to do all he took all that pain. He took all that pain for a woman he loved for, like, 50 years who didn't love him back. Like, that's insane. Like, I love that. Like, that is so good. After all this time. Always. Uh, Snape is a role model gentleman for us all. Like, the, the fact that he had to kill Dumbledore, to, and, like, who he to loved, like, Draco. he was one of his best friends, to, like, save Draco's soul. Severus. Please. And when you watch that again, it's like, Severus, please. It's not, please don't kill me. It's, please do kill me. Exactly. No, no. I'm going to start fucking crying. It's insane. (laughs) It's so good. 
It's so good. And it's all on Alan Rickman and the writing of his character. So, like, yeah, he's my second for sure. You know what? I'm reminded now of another moment I love is um, Maggie Smith and Julie Walters are standing together. And she brings to life all the statues to fight in the final battle. And then she goes, I've always wanted to use that spell. No, that was amazing. I left my ass off my when that happened. And then later when um, when Julie Walters goes, not my daughter, you bitch. When Helena Bonham Carter tries to kill uh, Ginny, I think. And then she kills her. By the way, amazing performance as Bellatrix the Strange. So menacing. Um and yeah. I think she gets broken out of Azkaban, right? Yeah. In those last four movies, she is excellent. She really chews up the scenery. She's good. She's like a witch Harley Quinn. Yeah. It's She's like Harley Quinn, except not eventually likable. Exactly. Okay. So let's talk quickly about the first two Fantastic Beasts movies. Definitely not as good as the the first eight Harry Potter movies. First one, I think, so I kind of like rewashed uh, good parts of them before I saw The Secrets of Dumbledore. Um, originally, first one, I saw it in theaters, and I was like, eh. And I think there's enjoyable parts. Overall, though, slightly better than I remember, but nothing great story-wise. Second one's a lot worse than I remember. It's still not a terrible movie. Some people hate it. It's not a flat-out really bad movie, but just not that good. Not good, I would say. Yeah, I'm gonna... Like, I'm, I'll agree with you. I had never seen these both these movies. Mm-hmm before last month like i've watched them in preparation for this episode and to watch secrets of dumbledore because after watching the whole harry potter series i was like fuck i want to watch secrets of dumbledore but i guess i have to watch these two too so the first one it was fine uh if you want to do a prequel do a prequel if you want to do something different do something different i don't understand why they mutated this thing uh like just do a prequel just talk about dumbledore and that's it <laughs> i don't understand why there's this animal this they were... this freaking animals and like it make it uh, like all those weird scenes like of new freaking dancing with the animals oh, but that's actually what i think the that's actually where i think the charm in these movies are is um look whatever you say about these movies you cannot hate on eddie redmayne he is no, really he's great. good on newt he's but great. i actually think his interactions with the animals are like kind of like the most heartfelt parts they're heartfelt but like for me if you it's because they mutated the shit out of this like because it's like his story was done after the first movie what else do you take him (laughs) like it made no sense for him to continue that actually is a good point and now that you mentioned that i didn't think of that before neither him nor his girlfriend tina nor the random guy who shouldn't have remembered anything oh jacob that was so inconsistent and stupid jk rolling writing right there like that's as jk as you get but you love jacob like admit he's one of the better characters in the movies he's a funny character but like it was so frustrating to me that like that things like that would just happen and it wasn't just once well, these movies are so inconsistent with their own rules I and their own yeah. shit. I hate everything they did with Ezra Miller, like his performance. Oh. Creed, every time they say Credence or in the first movie when they went back to the orphanage or in the next two when he comes to Grindelwald and he's like whining like, can you help me find my destiny or whatever? Like, I yeah. hated every scene he was in. Yeah, <laughs> in all of these movies. The second one really does not even have a structure. Uh, it's just a bunch of like 
conversations and flashbacks. And here's what really pissed me off is they have all this. They spend all this time making it look like Zoe Kravitz is going to be one of the next big franchise characters. And then she's dead, which is a mistake when your movies aren't that beloved, but you have such a talent like Zoe Kravitz. And then to get rid of her that quickly. For me, that was a mistake. Yeah. But the, the writing in these movies are not great. Overall, the Fantastic Beast movies do not get a good rep. But do you think they deserve that? Or do you think it's a little overly hated? This first two, like, the whole Newt thing, okay, it was a cute movie. But again, all of these stories seem like they were done after that movie. It seems forced to bring these people back. The amount of characters on this second movie, it's bonkers. Yeah, I'm actually really glad that they didn't bring back Nagini. Oh, thank God. That was one of the most stupid plot points. Yeah, I mean... And again, this is J.K. Rowling being like, Oh, see, I always planned for Nagini to be a girl. No, you fucking did it. It was a fucking snake. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's just... Yeah, that was that was dumb. Like, who who was asking, like, Oh, where did Nagini come from? No, it's just a snake. Exactly. Um, look, I don't think these movies are as bad as some people give them a rep for. But whenever I find myself praising these movies, it's always, oh, I'm praising the production design. I'm praising the music. Or, the or Eddie Redmayne. Exactly. The actors. Um, the stories themselves, I'm always talking about the potential they have and not actually what happens or what I felt. Exactly. I agree with you 100%. That's like the perfect definition. Let's get into Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Okay, because it's the only one we like. <laughs> Fair. Do you really intend to turn your back on your own kind? You said we could reshape the world. Even if we make mistakes. That's you! We can try to make things right. I didn't love this movie. I'll get that right of the way right now. But I did enjoy it. Like, uh, there's a reason, and I want to share this reason right now. This is the only movie from the Fantastic Beast uh trilogy i guess that jk rowling wrote but it was rewritten but not alone yeah (laughs) it was rewritten this script was done four years ago and then grindelwald came out they saw like all the hate it got all like oh that move is not actually really good so they hired steve cloves who did a lot of their harry potter movies before to try and fix this mess which i think was a smart move like yeah, that's why we like it. If it ain't broke, don't <laughs> fix it. But if it is broke, do fix it. Exactly. So, um, so yeah. Look, I didn't. I don't think I even liked it as much as you. But I do think it's a big step up from the Crimes of Grindelwald for sure, and it shows. Um, like, I'm glad that they explored. Uh, I almost said Jude Law. Well, yeah, Jude Law is Dumbledore. He gives a really good performance, and his relationship with Grindelwald is a lot more like intimate, and you really understand it instead of just him saying oh, I can't move against Grindelwald, and then you don't see them interact. Uh, And Mads Mikkelsen, can we talk about him? Because there was a lot of anger when Johnny Depp was recast, but I honestly think it should have been Mads from the start. (laughs) He's so much better. He's so much better. I've never been as big of a fan as some of Johnny Depp, but like, especially... I'm not a Deppy, I guess. Uh, Honestly, Grindelwald was kind of annoying in in Johnny Depp's role. Here he's actually menacing and you you enjoy to watch him be menacing. Yeah, he's he's a bad guy. It's good it's like he's a villain. It's Johnny Depp like you said, it kind of felt like he was like doing a thing. 
You know, he didn't feel like he was being mean. It just felt like he was like being weird and quirky. He's being clowny, yeah. And, uh, like, like, can he, you imagine uh, Jude Law fighting like Johnny Depp with the blonde mustache and hair? Like, and, like, and like them having to connect in like they an would have no level. chemistry. No chemistry. This makes a lot of sense. You could see these two men twenty years ago having a relationship. Oh, for sure. But again, big problem is. Ezra Miller gets a lot of lines as this annoying Credence character. Who is now a Dumbledore, apparently. Yeah, he's actually Aurelius Dumbledore, who, if you you know that if you saw The Crimes of Grindelwald, but we won't get too much into what happens other than that. But you know who I do love is Jessica Williams, who was great. apparently like cameo in the second movie. I don't remember what, but... She was in a book. <laughs> Oh, she was in the in that dude's book, the one that like was really old and came out to fight with them. He was mentioned in Harry Potter as well. I forgot his name, but she was in his book and she was like, "Yes, go fight," and he did. <laughs> then that was it. Oh, okay. But here she's an actual character, and she's awesome. She's super cool. I hope she gets a lot more big movie roles from here because she really stole the show. She's amazing. I mean, if you were gonna make the stupid mistake of killing off. Uh, Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. I'll take Jessica Williams, I guess. She was great. The thing is, Crimes of Grindelwald was really jumbled, but here they still, like, whenever they leaned into the darkness of what Grindelwald was going to do, okay, that's cool. But whenever they leaned into, like, Queenie and Credence, like, that dark tone didn't work for me. Yeah, that's what I mean. Credence, Queenie, the one dude that you like that I kind of like, I guess. Jacob is great. There you go. Um, See, because he's heartfelt. Newt is heartfelt. Dumbledore, I I keep Newt. he's heartfelt. That other dude, he's not even a magician. Get him out of here as well. Um, I would keep Newt because he's a good foil to like Dumbledore. Like You need that heart next to like the stern figure that is like Dumbledore. But I agree with what you're saying that like they but pretty much became supporting characters because now it's a Grindelwald story. Yeah, and they're not as good as supporting characters. You know what I mean? Like It's, it's just feel like they're jammed in there because of contract obligations but this one actually has like a climactic battle which i really appreciated because the last movie didn't really it's just like they like burst into a meeting and then everyone leaves um but like this one actually has a like final battle in the last 30 minutes and that's where things actually get exciting but even then the pacing was kind of slow leading up to that for me no i understand like i did like a lot like how like grindelwald actually foiled a bunch of people like just because he was meant like he was a he was politically good i guess and He's like a wizard trump I, don't know. I guess and like i love like people didn't take him seriously so they were like whatever like he didn't actually do any crimes like because governments do that stuff so i thought it was like a cool like parallel to the real world i guess the political stuff um made it better but the last two movies were just so slow that they should have made this whole thing a trilogy, like this journey with New, and then eventually defeating Grindelwald. They, it was a mistake to make it five movies. There's nothing you can do to stop me. Things are not quite what they appear. Overall, Secrets of Dumbledore, we were both much warmer to it than the last movie, but I mean, it, it won't reach the heights of Harry Potter anytime soon. Yeah, it is the best Fantastic Beast movie, so I guess that's something. I, um, think, I, don't know, I think first one is still like better paced, 
but this one has like the best I guess final battle and finally a good villain with Mads Mikkelsen yeah they're amazing together that final battle is electric yeah for sure you can see that they used to bang (laughs) yeah that whole sip he said the end is good Um, watch it if you've like I guess cared enough about the last two to see what's going on or if you like big you know fantastical effects I think you know what you're in for but it's nothing to write home about like you would in the, the Potter era I agree with that. So, year eight has finished and we have graduated from Hogwarts. That concludes our special Wizarding World episode. Thank you so much for joining us. This was a lot of fun, Alan. Thank you guys so much for joining us. This was a bit of a long one, so... Props if you're still here. We'll see you next week for another big episode where we're going to be talking a little about the career of a very special actor. A man with massive talent, as the movie says. And a bearable weight. No, wait, that's bad. Don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thank you so much for joining us. I'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.